Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report dated November 6, 2020. I'm Phil Adler and I'm speaking with Confluence Investment Management staff economist Thomas Wash. Our discussion today focuses on whether we may expect inflation to remain subdued even though there has been a substantial increase recently in monetary supply. Thomas, I'm, I'm giving away my age a little bit, but those of us who lived through the economy of the 1970s, I think it's safe to say we'll never forget the impact of double-digit inflation and the high interest rates that the Federal Reserve encouraged to keep inflation from getting worse. And I remember thinking I'd never be able to buy a house because of high mortgage rates. And with the price of oil shooting through the roof, I, I bought a wood stove to try to keep energy costs in check. And to me, the prospect of inflation remains a concern, even though in reality, it has been more or less a non-issue for years. I'm not an economist, but I give the Federal Reserve high marks for bringing inflation under control back then. Is it fair to say that the Fed did it by limiting the supply of money in the economy? Great question. Although it is true that restricting the money supply does reduce demand pressures on goods and services, I think the primary driver was increased competitiveness amongst firms that led to a steady decline in inflation that remains low until this day. Is it fair to say that, that since the 1970s, it has been baked into Fed policy and is an assumption among the general populace that an increase in money supply would trigger inflation? There's a saying that old habits die hard. At one point, there was a clear link between the money supply and inflation. But when the link broke down, we failed to find another explanation that was just as simple and convenient. As a result, we kept repeating this theory over and over again, even when it was clear that it was wrong. To their credit, the Federal Reserve doesn't have any other tools to help them influence inflation. So it isn't surprising that they would be slow to look for other alternatives. And yet inflation remains in check today, even though uh, even though money supply is rising rapidly. How fast has money supply been growing and, and why? In September, the money supply, as measured by M2, rose to a record 24% from the prior year. The increase in the money supply is due to a combination of quantitative easing and fiscal stimulus that boosted savings and demand deposits. Well, why haven't we experienced inflation with the rise in money supply? Did the old rules no longer govern? Although I do agree that the old rules don't hold anymore, inflation being solely a monetary phenomenon, I would say that we have experienced some level of inflation, especially in the rise of food and vehicle prices. That said, headline CPI has been primarily weighed down by a lack of demand for services, which makes up about 60% of CPI, and relatively low energy prices. Is it fair to say that the Fed recognizes this new non-inflationary world with a change in policy, encouraging inflation to rise above a level that was once considered a breakpoint? Well, it, it took them a while, but yes, it does feel as if the Fed is slowly coming to the realization that they may not have the ability to control inflation. Despite holding rates at a near zero for most of the decade, the preferred inflation tool, the core PCE, never rose above 2% in a given year, averaging 1.6% since 2010. In other words, the Fed is more worried about disinflation than inflation at this point? 
as well they should be. Persistently low inflation makes it very difficult for wages to rise and for firms to expand payrolls. What are the biggest inflationary threats today? The biggest threat to inflation is government regulation that boosts costs to firms and a weaker dollar making imports relatively more expensive. Thomas, do you think a move away from globalization and an increase in tariffs might increase the price of goods and services and reignite inflation? It is definitely a concern as a move away from globalization means that the country would be limiting the supply of goods and services and tight supply generally leads to higher prices. Confluence Investment Management is on record as saying that we should expect a decrease in the value of the dollar. Would this be enough to trigger inflation? It's possible, you know, because a weaker dollar does make imports relatively more expensive, which can add to the inflationary pressures. If inflation remains low and stable, as you expect, what investment asset classes may benefit? Equities and real estate will likely benefit in this environment. Finally, to return to where we started our discussion, should I challenge my fundamental belief created by my experience in the 1970s and early 80s that inflation is bad and something to be feared? Or, or should I arrive at a place where I believe that a little inflation is something actually to be desired? and huge injections of money into the economy might not be inflationary. Well, I, I do believe that times have changed. Inflation can be a bad thing if left unchecked, but current conditions make that unlikely. Inflation can be a good thing if it allows for wages to increase and make it easier for firms to hire workers. That said, huge injections of cash alone is likely not enough to stoke runaway inflation. Thank you, Thomas. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We want to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Anthony.